Hey everyone, this is Jason from Acolyte and you're listening to the podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the broadcast. Today, um, I'm calling all the way to Australia again. And this time, I have the pleasure to talk to Jason from Acolyte. Hi, Jason. How are you doing today? Hey, how are you? I'm well. Awesome. Yeah, uh, you guys uh, have um, a new album coming out called Entropy on May 14th. I think this episode is probably going to drop a little bit a, a couple of days later so when you guys out there listen uh, will listen to this the album will be out already um but before we jump into the album uh, as you are you guys are still a bit of an up and coming band i would like to hear the story so far where did you guys meet um what have you been up to in the last years uh, um leading up to entropy Well, it's, um, it's been a bit of a journey, especially with the spanner in the works that was 2020 for everybody. Yeah. So, yeah, we've, um, we actually started tracking this album at the top of 2018. So we were going to take one year off doing shows to focus on recording and writing. And that kind of snowballed into a bit of a longer process. And right when we were ready to go, the world decided to stop. <laughs> But... <laughs> we didn't want to wait any longer so we just nope if it's not out by 2021 we're going to start to bring it out all right uh yeah so so where 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 do you guys uh come from how how did you uh meet and and what have you uh done so far before i think you guys have one uh, one previous album under your belt already is that correct yeah it was um yeah the age music um album of the year from 2016 when we brought out our first album Shades of Black which was a nice little surprise because we were an unsigned band at the time and we were just very stoked to be in the room with all these people that we admired and held no grudges when we didn't win that one because we really liked the band that did win um, But, um yeah um you guys I, I listening to to entropy I I have the had the the distinct feeling that this that you guys are like a proper band that there's like a chemistry between all of you guys and that like everyone has their place in in the in the overall sound um more so than with other bands where you you would see okay there we have the the the, the front man or woman or like the singer taking the spotlight for most of the album and then, then there's gonna be a guitar solo or two and then that's it i had more more of a feeling that this is a, a real band album uh can you confirm that i can definitely confirm that <laughs> that's good because that was definitely our intent we didn't ever want to have one person taking too much of the focus and we kind of wanted to go back to those old traditions of bands that would make things in the 70s and 80s they would just tour things and become really tight and understand each person as an individual and as a musician and just build on that kind of strength. And that's sort of how the album grew quite naturally, just from everyone's got quite varied backgrounds, but it just seems to mesh quite well when we get in a room. 
so yeah, th- this this would have been my next question anyway um, uh, about the the, the the process of composing these songs, uh, these eight songs um, or seven more, <laughs> more or less. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, d- it sounds like you guys actually. Um, yeah, meet meet up and and uh, develop these songs together. Is that right? Yeah, one person won't come in with an entire song. In fact, I sort of if I'm getting too far along in writing a song, I might pull myself back and say, "No, I want to take this to the team and see what they would add to it because I might think of something much better than what I had, and it would it's harder to come back from an idea if you've gone too far down that hole." <laughs> yeah. So definitely, like, I trust them very much and always like to hear what they have because it always makes things better. So no one's really, like, everything is pretty much a group effort with the songwriting and we credit everyone as such because it's just too intrinsically linked with what everyone does. Awesome. Yeah, you just mentioned you you like to approach things uh, like it was in the olden days, uh, before our time. Um, uh, So... um, also musically, I think you, you guys, uh, despite being a relatively young, uh, up-and-coming band, um, you um, not that you sound dated at all. But but of course, on the other hand, your you, your sound is also not like uh, you know uh, the the most modern, whatever, genty or what have you um, in Prague. Um, you you. you you're exploring um, more traditional um, prog sounds that has become a little bit unfashionable lately with the rise of the modern progressive metal movement, uh, which I found uh, quite surprising. And and um, funny thing was the first time I heard Entropy, that was that is the title track, the opening track, and the, it was the first single, right? Um, yeah. I was I was not sure uh, if I liked it, and then um, later uh, clarity and resentment dropped, and I listened to those three singles more. And then I, a couple of days ago, I got the the album promo stream, and I had the chance to listen to the to the complete album a couple of times. And I kind of I don't know I kind of fell for for your charm. <laughs> I have to admit. <laughs> Uh, well, that was definitely the desired effect. So that's that's really gratifying to hear that. Um, yeah. So so when you when you started out or when you meet as a band, you just mentioned you have different backgrounds. All of you. Um, how, how is that um, sound coming together? I mean, um, yeah. As I said, it's it's clear that you draw from. From from a wide variety of sounds, but um, yeah, um, um, when you meet in, in with the band and and then all of you have these different backgrounds, is it a natural process that it just like the sound just happens to be like that, or do you, do you discuss um, if you if, how you want acolyte to sound? Sort of a bit of everything. It's it's a hard one to pin down because it does come together a bit more naturally than maybe I even realised up until now. For you, so putting it quite so eloquently, but um, our synth player comes from symphonic metal background. He used to play in a band called Divine Ascension, 
and you know, he's toured over in your neck of the woods with Stradivarius and a lot of other bands like that. <laughs> um, our drummer is very died in the world jazz. He's either all the way on the jazz side of things or all the way on the prog side of things. Uh, our singer is um, very theatrical and operatic backgrounds. And it's probably me in the middle that just really enjoys the seventies prog and um, a lot of the modern stuff as well. So we try to marry a lot of those different things. Basically, we didn't have any ethos as to what Acolyte should sound like. We just wanted it to sound like something that was interesting to us and fun for us to play. And all of these things, oh, I like playing a bit of jazz. Well, why don't we make this sound a bit jazzy here? So there was no sort of mission statement about we have to sound a particular way, which is fun, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I'm 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 kind of uh, glad that that uh, happens to be you uh, I'm speaking to today because um, uh, one thing in particular for me as also a bass uh, lover and also a bit of a bass player um, was your bass um, performance or actually more how much freedom you had to shine in a melodic way on, on multiple parts uh, on the album, which is quite unusual and, and which I, I thought this is really, really cool. And, and like, yeah, there's not many um, other albums I could think of where, where you have the bass shine in so many bits um so many parts over the whole album um as a melodic lead instrument right yeah absolutely um it's hard to think of many more examples where it happens uh we did write some of the material before we had our guitarist who recorded the album with us so some of the melodic side was coming from the bass On the first album, a lot of it was written by myself and Morgan, our singer. So it would start with a lot of a, a solid groove bass and kind of build up on top of that sort of theme and variation, almost a classical kind of style and just really groove based. And then we got to expand that out with this one a bit more. And I got to, rather than rely quite so heavily on bass effects and interesting sounds, even though I still do that from time to time, we... Um, allow me to do, be a bit more technical and f focus more on the actual playing side of things than just interesting soundscapes. Yeah, especially the, the penultimate track recovery stands out, of course, which is kind of two parts. First part is bass dominated quite heavily, um, even though it's not heavy, it's very much melodic. Mm. And then the second part is uh, more piano um, focus, right? Yeah, for sure. And that was one of the fun things about recording it in the studio. That song was probably one of the ones that came together closer to recording or even during the recording process. And it was really nice to be able to in the studio, just try things go, how about we just end with a couple of minutes of piano solo and okay, let's give that a go. It seems like it's leading into that and We're always sort of mindful about how all of the songs string together. So we thought that could be a good flow into the last track with the piano starting that song off, which is why it's also very hard for us to pick singles to release. That, that was everything... actually my, my <laughs> next question that was on the tip of my tongue. Um, yeah. You guys uh, already released three singles, um, three advanced singles. 
which happened to be also the th first three songs on the album, Entropy, Resentment and Clarity. Um, what I found quite uh, like was it was um, a very cool thing that you, after having the, the heavy uh, rocking Entropy as the first single um, and sort of mission statement, um, the second single resentment came a bit uh, as a surprise of course with its like slowly trotting psychedelic vibe um, yeah. that, that kind of showed a versatility um, that is uh, present throughout the album of course and um, but but yeah how did you go about picking the singles we just wanted to really surprise people as much as we could like if you heard the first song Entropy, you might think you know what the next single would sound like, but then you don't. And then, oh, okay, maybe I think I know where they're going with the trajectory and then we change it up and do something different. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm really just to mess with people at the end of the <laughs> okay. day. We've got to have fun doing this too. <laughs> That's a, a good way to go about it. Um how about the videos? I mean, all three singles have quite elaborate videos. When when did you um, film them, and and uh, how was it? I I guess they were done during last year at some point. And yeah, very different processes for all three. Actually, um, obviously, the one where we don't feature ourselves in and is all animated in the computer that was very hands-off and we would just sort of give notes as cuts were coming in and what sort of imagery we'd want to see and how that would tie into other things. Um, the most recent song, Resentment, that was only shot about two months ago. All right. So very close to the release. But then the, the video clip for Entropy was shot throughout 2018. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it, it was sitting in the can for a long time. <laughs> I see. I didn't expect that. Wow. Um, yeah, but, but so for, for Resentment, um, that was quite recently. And um, I guess it's logistically the circumstances are, are quite more challenging in these times to, to do something like that. Um, but on the other hand, we, we here in Europe hear that you guys in Australia are dealing pretty well with that situation for now. Yeah, it's actually, <laughs> yeah, it's not been too bad at the moment. We're pretty much back to almost normal. We can't really travel too far. I think New Zealand is the extent of how far we can go with a big pile of paperwork. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, but uh, but you guys are are um, able to play live again, is that correct? Yeah, there's a lot of restrictions on crowd numbers and that sort of thing. Of course, which sporting events in this country don't seem to have those sorts of restrictions, which is a bit of contention between the art sector and government help for different avenues. That's a whole other chain it's, of thought. Which no, we might no, not go no, down. I have enough time. No difference. No difference here in Europe or in Germany at least. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of live, is there like, yeah, tell us about uh, what, what, what's the plan so far before we dive again more, more into the album now that we're talking about it. 
there are life plans. I don't know if I'm allowed to say anything because I may be shot by people that are higher up the food chain than myself that are planning these things. There will be some news coming out soon, but um, I don't know if my house is bugged, so I might not be able to divulge too much. But, um, we have done uh, some filming for something interesting, which is coming out soon. And I think soon is probably as much detail as I can give on that one. But it will be, it will be worth the wait. All right, sounds great. Uh, so that's the, the point where we should, yeah, plug your socials, of course. Um, follow Acolyte on the social media platforms to stay up to date um, for all those things. Uh, you were you were just saying about uh, uh, resentment and and the, the the imagery that you wanted to to be present in the um, lyric video that Adrian from Caligula's Horse did. Um, Uh, I I wanted to ask about the yeah about the the topical content about the what's behind uh, the music and the lyrics uh, is there any theme or any concept going on as the the um, the song titles are quite uh, poignant uh, in their simplicity and. Uh, might have something to do with each other it really does actually there's um morgan was in quite an interesting headspace when she was coming up with the story and narrative for the album and they all kind of track her mind through almost the process of making the album and just some personal things that were going on with her life and things that she was dealing with and it all sort of came out in just a explosion of different emotions basically running the whole gamut of the human experience so it sort of touches on everything and each song is kind of a, kind of a subjective way of experiencing each of those unique vibes and yeah the video clips kind of tie into that a little bit as well like there's a lot of rage and resentment so that's very aggressive and sort of expressionistic with its movement and the color palette uh, with clarity it's very plotting and introspective and sort of speaks to the duality of her thought as well. So we actually had Ben from Circles lend us his beautiful vocal cords for that song as Morgan's other side of her brain, having a conversation with itself. And the video kind of reflects just the, the turmoil and the strange things going on at the time. All right. Um, Yeah, we already talked a little bit about the the um, unusual role of the bass in, in in of your bass in your band and on the album. Um, we here at the podcast had a very special episode uh, not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago, where my co uh, producer and co host Randy and I uh, were nerding about our favorite bass players. So I thought I could pass on the torch to you and uh, hear if you have any big inspirations when it comes to oh. bass players. <laughs> Where to start, really? Um, <laughs> one of the main ones, which is sort of a band that kind of opened the doors to Acolyte in particular when we were just coming up, deciding what sort of band we wanted to be would be Carnival. I've always been a huge fan of John Stockman's playing and that kind of just showed me the different types of roles that 
bass guitar could have in sort of modern heavy music. So as a more modern influence, he's definitely a big one for me. Um, I do tend to get big into a lot of Rush things like Geddy Lee, just the interesting things he could do and just his attitude and his fingers, how hard he would dig into the bass. <laughs> I really love listening to all that kind of stuff. That, that, that was def definitely uh, uh, unique, uh, that, that uh, aggressive style from, from Getty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great great, yeah, great picks. And, and, and uh, um, I mean, when, when the episode is going to be out, um, the concert will be done already but as we as we speak right now uh i think uh, in two days on wednesday there's the big uh sound awake um anniversary stream mm. which is gonna be streamed worldwide from carnival um which was going to be a concert which yeah. i did have tickets for which <laughs> Damn. another casualty of the pandemic yeah yeah Wow, um, I I have no idea actually if I'm I'll be able to attend because it's uh, the afternoon here in in, in uh, Germany and I have uh, no idea I I didn't have the time yet to research if it's gonna be available later, hmm. uh, but we will find out. Um, and of course, um, for all those who won't be able to make this, we, we hope that, that the guys will be filming it somehow or, or recording it for a later proper release so everyone can enjoy it. Because I do think that that, that particular album is, is groundbreaking and is a kind of modern classic. Um, and and that, with their, that was their second, second album, which is, which is really amazing. Um, Great, great Australian band. We, we, we already had a lot of uh, Australian bands on the broadcast. The Carnival was not among them, but quite recently, The Stranger, of course. We, we talked to, to KS Divine a couple of uh, times. We, we talked to um, uh, Voyager and uh, Caligula's Horse. And um, yeah, uh, the, the, the Australian scene seems to be just like amazing uh, in these last couple of years um yeah how 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 do you see the the australian prog scene um being part of it i guess but i can only you know yeah. watch from afar <laughs> <laughs> it certainly has produced some great gems like you mentioned and we know a lot of these guys and get to see them when they do come out and play the only problem with a country like australia is we have such a small population over such a large area It's not as often as we'd like that we actually do get to see everyone and get out and play shows, even all things being equal. <laughs> yeah, um, a, a, a friend of mine from Perth uh, recently posted that there's gonna be a festival in the in the dead center of Australia, like a heavy music festival, and they're planning to do a road trip. Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, how many thousand kilometers that is from Perth yeah. to the to the middle of Australia? <laughs> It's probably about three or four days of solid driving. Yeah. Uh, That's the thing about the the difference with Europe is if you drive for four days, you've 
gone through eight or nine countries, you know, we can drive for 12 hours and still be in the same state. That's mind boggling for the average Europe. European guy. The the only the only other uh, guy I recently talked to um, where this was a similar thing uh, was um, Evgen from Pleximens. He lives in Siberia. <laughs> they have they have, <laughs> they uh, have, they have similar dif that. distances, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, coming um, coming towards the end of our little talk about all things acolyte and uh, your new album Entropy, out May fourteenth through Wild Things Records and Blood Blast Distribution. We like to ask our guests, "What's in your Walkman? What have you been listening to recently?" Is there anything you want to recommend uh, to our listeners? Oh, I haven't had my Walkman probably since <laughs> year 10, but um, we've actually just finally got into the vinyl revolution. So we've been listening to a lot of vinyls lately. And I've Fair just enough. Got, um, <laughs> trolled through my dad's collection and have some Yes records. And what was the last thing we listened to was probably Miles Davis. So what? Of kind of blue album. So yeah, a little bit eclectic. That's our drummer's influence on us. Good, good call. Good call. <laughs> um, yeah, I I always um, bring into these Walkman sections some some things that I'm reminded of when listening to the album uh, that we're talking about. <laughs> so um, yeah, one one great new single um that i was really digging and that has has a really neat synth solo and there's also a couple of neat synth solos on entropy um was uh, from austrian band uh, their gods were astronauts uh, their gods their dogs almost <laughs> their dogs were astronauts pandora's box as a like really neat really neat little synth solo um uh, yeah, just like you will find on Entropy. And then there were like two things, two little melodic um, things in the vocals. Uh, on I think one, one was an Entropy that reminded me of uh, Lepra's Distant Bells. And one on Resentment uh, reminded me of Dead Soul Tribe. I haven't quite pinpointed which... Um, which which uh, Dead Soul Tribe song, but I will find out mm -hmm. uh, when I get back to Dead Soul Tribe. I, I used to love that band. Interesting, yeah. um, and I, I I do miss them. They they were amazing. I I had the opportunity to see them once at least um, before they <laughs> disbanded because before Devon Graves decided to not do Dead Soul Tribe anymore. And uh, yeah, finally, one one little uh, uh, album from a band I think you guys are also f um, familiar with, um, where there was a tiny hint of a bass solo like you have on Entropy, and that was last year's uh, Caligula's Horse album. And there was <clears> this <throat> tiny little um, melodic bass spot, I think it was in Autumn, the penultimate song. Uh, yeah. <laughs> good stuff yeah great great Australian stuff right there uh, Jason it's been a pleasure talking to you um, 
all the best with with the release of Entropy. Um, you guys out there, go check out Echolize Entropy. It's uh, a beautiful journey. It's uh, really nice sounds. And as I said, I kind of, even though at first I was not sure if I'm, I, I like it, I fell for, for its charm. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you for having me. It's been great chatting to you. Um, yeah. Uh, to our listeners, uh, thank you, as always, for listening. And uh, as always, also, take care of yourselves, take care of your loved ones, and keep listening to great music. Progcast is a Stuus Media podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Progcast Podcast. To learn more about Stuus Media, check out stuusmedia.com. Progcast is hosted and produced by Dario Albrecht and myself, Randy M. Salo, and is co-produced by Janine Stengel-Lewis and Blake Lewis. Our theme music is by This Is Not An Elephant. New episodes of Progcast drop every Monday and Thursday. See you next time, Prog fam. Progcast.